My name's Hannah Field. I'm a partner within the family team at Russell Cook. Uh, I want to introduce you to some podcasts that we're undertaking called Working as a Team, where I'll be talking to divorce consultant Rhiannon Ford about the type of cases where we work together, the work that she undertakes, and how having a divorce consultant on board can often help with the case and the management of it. I hope you enjoy the podcasts. So, hi everyone, I'm joined again by Rhiannon Ford, a divorce consultant who I've spoken to before. Today we're going to be talking about the, a type of client uh, where an individual wants to leave a relationship but may feel very guilty about bringing that relationship to an end. Um, they can't necessarily pinpoint why their marriage or relationships come to an end because nothing has gone wrong per se, um, but they they fundamentally feel that the timing is right to bring it to an end. Um, Rhiannon, and I find these type of clients really quite tricky because I think that there's a huge amount of guilt that they feel in terms of bringing, especially if it's a family unit, a family unit to an end because of reasons that, that they believe that is because they don't want to be in it anymore. And it's quite blunt to put it that way, but, it, it, but I guess that's true. Um, and often they become, it's quite difficult for them to see clearly as to how they should be dealing with things. In those situations, how would you provide some support to those clients to sort of help them realise or coach them into believing that their decisions are, it's the okay decision to make and it's okay to be thinking about themselves in that scenario? Sure. Thanks, Hannah. Um, The first thing I always say to clients in this situation is it is not easier to be the decision maker in a divorce. So and and this isn't to sound harsh to people who are not the decision maker when their world's been turned upside down. Um, But it is no easier being the decision maker. Often the decision maker, as you've rightly said, is riddled with feelings of guilt and responsibility. And they clients often say to me, oh, I wish I wish he or she had done something awful and it would have made it easier. Or, you know, I wish there was another person involved because it would have made it easier. They want something more dramatic or more serious to justify their decision. Um, But it is so hard being the decision maker and they have probably spent a long time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I think that the clients that I've worked with who have been the person that have decided on the divorce, none of them have have made that decision on a whim. You know, one one lady I worked with, she'd been thinking about it for two years um, and it had been eating her up because she just felt so guilty and and she just felt as if she was a bad person. Of course, Mm -hmm. she wasn't a bad person. She was unhappy and her feelings and thoughts about her life and her marriage and her relationship with her husband in that case were perfectly valid. It didn't mean when people get divorced, it doesn't mean that the other person is an ogre. It's not that we're trying to, you know, make out that they're sort of this awful person and the devil incarnate. And of course, you've got to divorce them. It's there's so much more subtlety. It's that gray area of life um, in these types of situations. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's really important is, is instilling in them that they are not a bad person. This is a decision that they've made. They've not come to it lightly, 
but it is the right decision for them. And actually, it's how they navigate the divorce, how they communicate their decision firstly, and then how they navigate the legal process and and what relationship, if any, they have with their ex after the divorce, which obviously can be very relevant if there are children, that actually is what's important. So, you know, they can create an amicable divorce to keep it civil and friendly. Um, And I think, you know, what often can come with these feelings of guilt and responsibility is then they don't do right by themselves in the legal process. And what I mean by that is they they overcompensate in the financial um, negotiations and, you know, they're willing to accept a lot less in the financial settlement than they're actually entitled to. And what I always say to people in that situation is you are legally entitled to what your solicitor has explained to you. This is not you being greedy. This is not about wants. This is about needs. There's a reason why your solicitor has advised you that this is the settlement you should receive. So this is not us trying to be horrible to the other person. This is the reality of the situation of what you're legally entitled to. So that's number one. Then the other thing that I I have to always make really clear is the fact that they need to live with this decision. So at the moment, they have these feelings of guilt and responsibility, but hopefully they will fade away as time goes on and they're living their post-divorce life and they've moved on. And what they need to bear in mind is they need to feel comfortable with their decision about their financial settlement and the deal that they do with their ex in the divorce they need to feel comfortable with it not just now but moving forward in six months time in six years time when those emotions have faded those feelings of guilt have faded they've got to live with that decision and what I wouldn't want to have is for somebody to wake up in a year's time uh, you know five years time and Mm -hmm. think oh gosh I really did you know, receive less than I was entitled to. I should have listened to my solicitor because now I'm struggling financially. So, yeah. you know, I, I would have done it differently if I'd done it. And unfortunately that does happen. Um, so it's it's making sure that people realize that they need to make the right decision for them and make a decision with their head and not their heart. And it's not about being greedy or unkind towards the other person. It's what they're legally entitled to. And I think that's so true. In fact, this is where working as a team together works really well, I think, because I think on something like this, it's important that these people do realise that they shouldn't feel bad in any way for what they are choosing to do and that it's okay to make those decisions. One thing I always say to clients in this situation is your guilt has no place in my office in terms of making decisions about how we're going to settle this matter. Yeah. And what I mean by that is because guilt can really tarnish an individual's judgment on what's right and wrong because it's that feeling of I've done something wrong and therefore I can make things better by being overly generous and um, of course that that that's not true at all and as you say one of the things that I say to them as well is that you may feel that this is the right thing to do now because it makes you feel better for what you feel that you have done But in a year, two, three or four years time, when you're sat in a much more difficult and strained situation where you can't go out and enjoy some aspects of your life, you can't do things with your children potentially because you have been overly generous because of those feelings you had during the breakdown sort of section of this situation, 
that you then feel resentful and actually that can cause issues further down the line because you regret what you did in terms of feeling bad about making a decision which wasn't your fault it's just because that's life so it's really important that you have that opportunity to kind of step away from it and try and it's that classic crystal ball gazing that we always say we can never do but you've got to try and do and say okay how am I going to feel about this when lots of water is passed under this bridge and I'm on the other side and we could have a better relationship so I think that you know echo everything you're saying and again saying this is why it's important to work as a team because one person saying it's great but two people in but you know different roles but working together saying it yeah can have a real impact I think yeah I hope so and and you know often I will talk to clients and we'll go through you know the advice that's been given to them by their solicitor and obviously it's not for me to to comment and on the, the advice itself mm-hmm. but I do always want my clients to say you know there is a reason that your solicitor is advising this you've got you know she Hannah's not written this letter for the fun of it she's mm-hmm. you know she's put down what she feels you're legally entitled to and you've got to take that quite seriously but I agree with you even if we're doing it in slightly different ways if we're giving them the same message about mm-hmm. what they need to be thinking about putting themselves first prioritizing their financial needs you know um, and making decisions with their head and being logical and rational rather than, you know, being eaten up with these um, feelings of guilt, which, as you said, can can really sort of skew somebody's thinking and rational decision making. I think it's really important, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely do. And one of the things I think they feel bad about is often when they are, you know, talking to their children about how that, you know, this relationship's come to an end and what do they say? And again trying to have a united front on that I always think is you know really important we often refer them to literature for younger children but obviously that's not always appropriate for slightly older children and do you what do you suggest to them in those situations where there's it's difficult to explain to some to their children you know what's gone on and what kind of support do you give them in those scenarios um, what I always say to clients is that I always ask about the children because obviously it's really important to see how mm. the children are are coping with um, the breakdown of the relationship. And as a parent, whilst you know my client is processing and uh, the emotions and the thought processes at the end of their marriage, they've also got to think about the children separately. So they're going through a situation in in their way. I mean, luckily, there are lots of resources that are that are coming up. So the first thing I tend to advise people is to keep checking in with the children and to notice any changes in behavior, um, even if it's going quiet, you know, mm. even if they're not sort of having a tantrum or 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 whatever, and making sure that they have a go-to person to talk to. So what I yeah. tend to suggest is, you know, um, is there um, a, a trusted adult in their life that they would feel comfortable opening up to should they feel the need? Now, yeah. that doesn't have to be a counsellor. I mean, sometimes, obviously, it, it needs to be a child counsellor, but often it could be, you know, a favourite aunt, um, the rugby coach at school, if they're, you know, if they yeah. do an activity and, you know, they love sport and they get on well with their teacher. It's anybody that perhaps mum or dad or both parents together could agree they could give 
a heads up to to say can you just check on you know tim on a friday and you know if uh, so it doesn't have to be done in a in a setting it up as a formal conversation so that children think that there's something wrong and that's yeah. why they need to talk to somebody so i think starting off with something easy like obviously from the parents perspective number one is encouraging the children to talk to them as their parents about any yeah. questions or concerns they have that's obviously going to be number one but often the children may not want to they may not feel comfortable they may not want to upset mum or dad um and so that's when I suggest is there another trusted adult you know a, a, a friend's mum or an aunt or a cousin that you would feel comfortable the kids talking to um yeah. so that they've at least got that safe space um and then then obviously it could be teachers um sports coaches or if need be I can make referrals for um child specialist counsellors so there's yeah. and there are also lots of books as well so there are lots of people now thank goodness providing yes. resources for children of all different ages um, because obviously children are going to process how they think and how they feel about this change in their life in different ways depending on their ages yeah. um, and also depending on how mum and dad are dealing with it so I think it's you know working with the children to make sure they have the right support it also means that the parents can have peace of mind that the children are okay so if mm -hmm. they know they've put these resources in place whether that's somebody to talk to whether that's the right books whether that's support groups whether that's whoever you know whatever it may look like it will take the pressure off mum and dad to know that they're doing what they can to make yeah. sure that the children are coping okay yeah no that's that's really really helpful um all great advice and support that you can give people I think in these what's always a very difficult situation um and putting children first is always a priority um for so, so many of these clients Thanks, Rhiannon. That's been really, really uh, good to talk to you today. My pleasure. Thanks, Hannah. Bye. Bye.